mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Danielson, ladies no wait forever. You could have killed him, couldn't you? I... Well, why didn't you then? Because, Danielson, for person with no forgiveness in heart, living even worse punishment than death. You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, um, yeah, let's get to it. All right, so welcome back to Original Remake. But uh, I guess our format has outgrown the length of the title. We're not going to read title, right? No. Because our brand is so strong, Peter. Is it, is it very strong? Um, uh, as strong as That's the Peter, force. by the way. Hi. From hey, what's up? Podstalgic. Yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> Talk about a strong brand. I uh, <laughs> mentioned all the time here on Original Remake. I'm Michael from uh, Projecting Film. You can exchange Animal Crossing codes with me there. <laughs> Bringing that back around. Film. <laughs> Instead of pipping your own podcast, which you did, by the way, you want to pip out your Animal Crossing as well. <laughs> you know, you have to have priorities, Peter, and uh, I think Animal Crossing is more important. I don't know. Well, uh, they're both people, fun. They're both hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are not listening to our shows. we got to fix that. And the film to do it is The Karate Kid Part 2. Correct? Yes. Yes, that, that, that is correct. <laughs> um, this franchise is an interesting, interesting one to start off with because we have kind of uh, formatted the show – but I don't think going back to the original format is completely or entirely out of the question. Well, I don't know. I guess we're going to see how this goes with a few franchises, see what the numbers look like. Maybe. This is a, a blood pact that we've made, Peter. This is the with us and the fans. This is what we're doing now. Are we? Uh, okay. Unless they, well, unless they hate it, and then we're, we can turn just like <laughs> we, we have no backbone. Right. Is what you're saying. Yes. Um, I have to admit that it uh, as we're wrapping up our, our month uh, here, going into the final film. Uh, I have liked that we have more flexibility as far as talking at length about an individual film. And then there's some some material uh, that I mentioned you can save for a later one. So yeah, yeah. going back to the very first episode of the month when we talked about the original Karate Kid, I kind of made a point of not talking too much about Mr. Miyagi because I knew that for our final film selection of the month with the second part in the series that uh, we were going to have the opportunity to talk about him because he's kind of the – he's the – primary uh plot motivator here it's his backstory it's going back to uh where he came from it's his family drama it's his love life all of that's on the table and daniel is the sidekick this time which is kind of interesting for a sequel yeah i often compare this one to back to the future part three you know that one that one's more about doc it's not his backstory but um marty doesn't necessarily take a back seat but it's more about doc and saving him you know, so this one, you're right, Daniel is the sidekick, and this is more about Miyagi. Um, so you wanted me to wait uh, to give my opinion about uh, part two until we got to this episode, right? The last, uh, our previous episode on the next part of Kid, you said, you know, not spoil it. Um, before I get into my thoughts, you alluded to in the previous episode that 
this was the movie that at some points you grabbed your phone or your Nintendo Switch to to play Animal Crossing, <laughs> which is a game based on the Animal Crackers, I, I think, right? I, I, you know, you were one who is so, uh, so uh, I guess, hip to what's going on. It amuses me <laughs> that you just have a, a blind hatred of Animal Crossing. I, I, and you also... <laughs> I don't. I just don't know what it is. But again, my reaction uh, was very much like as if you said, "Hey, I started TikTok." I, you know, I'll agree with you there. It's out of character for me, but I'm, I'm multifaceted, man. You, you don't know what my my personal life's like. No, you only no, know me no. as movie podcaster. This is true, and you know that we exchange dirty pictures with each other, which uh, probably is off putting to our listeners. That's fine. Well, We're I mean, welcoming of all sorts. It wouldn't be as off putting if uh, if they picked up on our uh, review of the remake where it was a joke. So I don't think we right. touched on it really in the, uh, the next credit kid, but you brought it up once or twice. So We're all about the continuity here. We, are. We, we like the diehard listeners. We really, you know, that is one thing I would like to hang our hat on is the continuity in our inside jokes. <laughs> so for those yeah. that have been yeah. following us, yeah, the Asian Warren Beatty and all those references, these are all jokes. Yeah. <sighs> this movie, um, probably had me questioning our format <laughs> just a little bit okay. because I kind of escaped without any battle scars, any wounds from this month. Cause this was, this was all you, you, you want to do the karate kid. Yes. It's your thing. Yes. You could bring in some listeners from your other podcasts. I understand it, you know, cross promotion. Um, and also going back to our, as we get into our senior years, our golden years, uh, that, uh, increasingly becoming, uh, time constraint, I guess. So you're like, Hey, I've, watch these movies i'm familiar with them all of that i was not so i get through the first three of these because i'm watching them in the order with which we're going to talk about them okay hmm. so maybe that contributed to it maybe i was just you were fatigued out by this yeah of by this fourth the karate movie. kid yeah and you know from going to original to remake to reboot in our format there's at least some attempt at changes to the structure, the dynamic, something. We're going to get some sort of new flavor to it. There's an attempt here. As I said, we're going to focus on Miyagi. We're, we're going to change locales. We're not in California, so very much like the, the remake. The problem is I really don't feel like there's almost anything for Daniel to do here. It really doesn't seem that well thought out as far as what the point of him being there, other than <laughs> Miyagi hype man. And not to be crude or crass, I guess, but like uh, kind of just like a rebound romance for Daniel here. Like that, I found that, as you well know, or if you're a diehard listener, I found it off-putting that Elizabeth Shue is just kind of written out of the saga in a throwaway line. Like, oh, she found another boyfriend. Tell with her, I'm going to go uh, with you. I'm going to go with you uh, back to your hometown. And uh, there's some kind of slight disagreement as far as like, is this a good idea? Like, you know, this is expensive. Maybe you should kind of focus on your own life, your own studies, whatever. But that's quickly out the window because we want to keep the mentor, the mentee together. But once we're there, Daniel has a crush on another girl. There's kind of like the bullying thing. It's like his element of it is almost like too much of a repeat for me. Okay. And the problem is it's the B story. It's not even the A story. So I felt like they should have just gone all in with the A story. But I also don't have a good answer on what you do with Daniel in the second story. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. Okay, that, that that is a very interesting. And so you know that that actually isn't bad. Like I can totally 
uh, see all of that for sure. Uh, how many times have you seen part two? Is this the one and only? This is a, f- well, I may have seen this as a kid. Okay. Cause I felt like I remembered the arcade like sequence, like oh, right. we're challenging each other. Mm-hmm. But in the first episode, I told you I got some of the sequences confused. And so it's like, I remember them as like one movie or something right, like, right. so I'm pretty sure my parents just like rented them or they were on TV and I just like watched the karate kid, like one and two back to back. Um, but not a lot of it really stuck out for me. Like I had no memories, I guess as a kid, I have no interest in an old man and an old woman and this like notebook style, like love story they've had, like, uh, and this brother, like as a kid, I had no memories of that. So clearly I was not interested in anything, uh, when it came to Mr. Miyagi and his, uh, his broken heart or mm. his uh, betrayal of his brother. Yeah. Um, They're not blood brothers. If that's uh, the impression that you got, just, you know, they, they were best friends. Um, it was just Miyagi's father uh, training the both of them. Um, the, you know, you, you're, you're kind of right where I don't, I don't know if we're necessarily questioning the the format of like the movie, the, the way we're doing this movie or these movies, but thinking about it to go from the original to the remake, to the reboot and then on the fourth movie, go back and revisit the same characters. That is kind of an interesting watch. And um, I do wonder if you were just kind of like, yeah, Karate Kid fatigue by the fourth fourth watch. And if you did did it, you know, mostly all in one day, even one weekend, um, I, I could kind of see that. So such is my dedication to you, Peter. Oh, I, sure appreciate I, can, that. I can see I where the love is coming another from. Another picture of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite Karate Kid movie. Oh no! Oh, we're gonna, so we're going to be on complete opposite ends. Of, we of we one. are, and you know, I think that still makes for you know a, a good review. Um, it's funny too because um, earlier today, inside baseball, uh, Mariona and I uh, uh, on Postalgic, we reviewed Ghost, and we came at it from opposite ends. Like I still really like the film. I saw a, a lot of things I like. He was complete 180 like nope this movie is racist and and yeah he he had almost nothing positive to say other than Whoopi Goldberg like you take that away then it's a bad movie uh, basically that's what he said so um I mean to be more no love there he said that she wasn't necessarily good in that movie because I, I kind of asked the same thing not even Demi Moore <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Patrick Swayze who he likes you know I, I believe he shares um the love of Roadhouse like you but but yeah, he he just said Sam wasn't a very good character, but um. Uh, but this one, like you, you know, I often say, you know, like uh, I've mentioned it in reviews. Um, one of which I I I've harked in back to in Goonies, uh, also um, on Postalgic, uh, my review of The Last Crusades with my son Phoenix. Growing up, I watched a lot of movies. Um that had people that look like me. And so, yeah, this was filmed in Hawaii, but it takes place in Okinawa. And so, uh, aside from Daniel, everybody's Asian, you know? And so, like, I, I don't I don't think that was the the thing that made me love this movie. I, I really did love the story of, of Miyagi, you know? And I, sh- I have shared uh, on numerous occasions that... I didn't have either grandfathers growing up. Um, not they, you know, they didn't live with me. One lived in Texas, the other one lived in Denver. So I didn't have that that uh, a paternal grandfather that was. Uh, I don't know if I can use that term correctly, but I didn't have a grandfather growing up. 
that that was around. And I think for a lot of people that grew up watching movies, that was our babysitter, right? These movies would babysit us, keep us in one room, keep us safe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I would often watch The Karate Kid. And so Miyagi was always kind of like that grandfather for me, you know, and to see his backstory and where he came from, um, that was special to me. So you're not as concerned as I am that the the Daniel storyline seems extraneous. Because you're you're so enthused by them going with Miyagi's backstory that, or, or do you like the what the I guess the hijinks that Daniel gets up to uh, as the sidekick here on Miyagi's not quest but his attempt to I guess you know write things that he feels write some wrongs that he feels that he's done in his life. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it's the B plot, and and I don't mind because this is you know more about Miyagi. And I think that scene in the uh, in in the airport is very much like um, maybe not even necessarily a wink at the audience, but it's like, yeah, can I just tag along? Because you know, I was, uh, you know, I guess you can call me the lead in the previous movie. So to to make this part of the Karate Kid universe, I I, I got to be in the movie as well. Uh, but Daniel does come across one of his most you know deadliest of <laughs> opponents here, where where this guy uh, would have killed him. At the very end of the movie. Well, that's like a 180 for me. Because, um, you know, I talked about in the original how even the tournament doesn't seem that dangerous. I mean, that's actually one of the plot points of the original film is that they're, you know, the what they attempt to do to Daniel is over the line. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's all it's very respectful. It's about the art form. Like, it's not with the intention of actually, like, hurting your opponent. opponent. That's, you know, what you're, how you're supposed to carry yourself. And so they they bring up at the end of this film that's like, hey, <laughs> and you know Daniel, this is uh, uh, I, I guess you know not even Fight Club rules <laughs> that you have here because there there really are no no rules other than there is that sort of sense of respect um, and dishonor, which you know is, is extreme, right? I think to American audiences, like I don't I don't think we have that understanding of. <sighs> You know, feeling like ownership of other other people's like lives in the way that like we have with this. You see it more in like um, actually stuff like Jane Austen. Not to get too, I guess, classic literature, but you know this this feeling that it's like people are destined f- to be with like one other person, mm. and to like get in the way of that is like you have. It's like you've broken some sort of law, and so that's like Miyagi has this guilt that he somehow interfered like in the destiny of like other people, which is like, this highly romantic thing. But also, you know, to me as a dumb American, I'm like, dude, just, you know, if you two like each other, like just bone, <laughs> like, just, you know, just, get, just wow. get down to it. And the other, the other dude just got to get over it. You know, Hashtag it's just like, bone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, and that, I think that's, that was part of my problem, I guess, with, with this film is I, you know, I'd also don't really get into like the, the period pieces that are usually about these like kind of love triangles where, where people have almost been assigned to, to each other in this, this way. Um, but getting back to the fighting, I kind of was just going along with the movie and then it's, um, is it Miyagi who says like, Hey, Daniel, this time it's to the death. Like, <laughs> you know, someone lets him know or reminds him like you're entering into like a physical altercation uh where the consequences are dire like this is not just something where uh you're gonna lose the tournament here and 
it's a little bit it's a little bit into that realm of the next karate kid for me where i i'm not as comfortable with it getting to like those extremes but that's that's a problem we're going to find as we get into this format with any sort of second third parts repeat reboots all of that where they they feel like they have to heighten things mm-hmm. and so i understand it because you can't have the same old same old every time but uh, it loses a little bit of the charm for me you know i i, I like when it's just set more in the real world and not this, you know, life and death combat or, you know, um, there's a sequence where Miyagi's father passes and he's told that he has what, three days to grieve. And then after that, it's like, I'm going to kill you. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, we are far afield from, you know, trying to push the car and not embarrass ourselves in front of Elizabeth's shoes. So I, guess, I guess that's, that's just me saying like the, uh, all of the sort of grounded charm, that sort of high school, rom-com nature of the first one not in the sequel not in part two and and to be fair not really in any of the other karate kids i've watched none of them have like achieved that again do, do you think that it could be a cultural difference though it, you know that, that it's oh maybe, it absolutely could yeah you know just be, because i am asian american but i am you know i was born in america and so this this is all i know uh, i know nothing about my country um at least where my parents came from and anything but what I can relate to in the dialogue is that um, my understanding is like honor and the last name means a whole lot of a deal, um, you know, to to these people in in the movie, and uh, more so, not more so, but also my parents has always preached about like oh saving face and uh, honor this and honor that. You know, my dad's very specifically when I was in basic training uh, wrote me a letter. And this was like the first time he ever told me he loved me and how much honor I brought to our last name because I had enlisted. And I had a pretty bad um, four years of high school and not because like, you know, I got into trouble. But, you know, I was definitely my dad tried to send me away to Texas, you know, because he's like, you're bringing too much trouble around the house. And I was basically, quote unquote, dishonoring my family name. You were Hillary Swank is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not as pretty, but... Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but almost there. Yeah, but, but, but so I, I can't understand it. So, um, you know, I, I remember my review of part two on Podstalgic. Tom said that Sato and Chosen are just very cartoony. I would, I would disagree. Like, you know, I, I feel there could be someone like a Chosen, like a Sato in real life too. I think he's just not used to seeing someone like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it, but I wouldn't say it was cartoony though either. Like I, you know, I, I think the the situation can lean cartoony because, as I'm saying, it just it seems extreme. I, I get it. <laughs> you know, know. <laughs> they're they're talking about fight to the death, but uh, yeah, you know, you're also talking about a movie that came out in 1986, uh, two years before Bloodsport. You know, maybe they were just trying to like up the stake because it's a sequel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, you, you take away the tournament. So now there's no rules. Now you give uh, uh, them, uh, you know, two opponents that can very, very well kill them. Um, so I get that. And they do include two of my favorite bits from the film. Actually, probably my favorite bits where you, you have this fight to the death at the end. And then you have this honk. Uh, you have this, <laughs> The honk, yeah, the, the, yeah like the, I mean, they they like undercut it. Like it's yeah. it's it's one of the best things about the series is how it looks at 
hyper masculinity, especially when you're a teenage boy and you're you're wanting to be cock of the walk and you you want to be perceived as a threat. Like you know, that, that's something that I I think is really decent. In the film that Daniel never really aspires to that. Um, that's something we talked about with the reboot that the the Dre character he aspires to <laughs> to to beat the crap out of someone. Like he wants to be seen as intimidating and imposing, but um, yeah, you have the opening sequence, which is uh, coming off directly at the end of the first film, which I like. I think that's, that's cool. That's like, we pick off right where we left off mm -hmm. and you have like a street fight with Miyagi and you, you see that Daniel truly has taken in the lessons of his teacher here. As far as when, when you have the upper hand on someone who really like had aims to kill you, that you don't reciprocate in that nature. And in fact, you make a joke of it. You make light of it. Um, that's, that's pretty ballsy for me. That's the, that's the, like, so that says something like this is the worst one to me of the series. And yet the beginning and the ending, like they nail both of them. Like I'm into it when it starts and they nail the ending for me. And that's, that's pretty important when you're watching a movie. Okay. Um, now what, what do you think about, you, you talked about how Daniel was in the, uh, in the original film and also, uh, how he is around the Cobras. I, I think, um, one of the, I don't want to say criticisms, but, I have talked to some people and um, some of the reasons that people don't like part two in favor of part three, which uh, I, I feel is definitely a drop uh, in terms of writing and all that. It's very much the original all over again. Um, it's because the two doesn't uh, part two doesn't have any Cobras in it, you know, and that's what people liked about the first movie. They, they really loved them some Cobra the, Kai. The Cobros? Is that what you yes, called them when we were texting about Cobras. this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not uh, – I didn't have an issue with that because I feel like you – do you not get enough of that in the first sequence? Like do you not get yeah, a like – Yeah, you, you get a little uh, like, hey, remember these guys? But um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to call people racist, but I was just like, oh, maybe you guys don't like the second movie because there's just – you know, it's all Asians, but Daniel, you know, you, you guys want that Cobra Kai. You you want that hard-ass crease back and, and all of that stuff. They like the uh, blonde hair. Like the, blonde uh, hair, blue the, eyes. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they want that look. Yeah. And so they get it in part three. <laughs> and so um, they don't get Billy Zapka back, but they got, you know, another blonde hair, blue eye kid. Yeah, I can't say I missed that. I, I mean, I have no affection for – I mean, that's something with me is like any movie. I don't know if I'm ever – and that's going back to when I was a kid. I don't think I ever like <sighs> – like really liked the villains more so than I liked the heroes. Like, you know, there are some people that, you know, they, they like, they've always liked the Joker more than Batman, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Right. I, I don't, I've never been that way. Like I usually find, you know, the villains there just to, uh, give the hero something heroic to do, to defeat. Like, you know, it's, it's a necessary challenge to, just to show how decent and great, uh, our, our supposedly our main character is, uh, usually, uh, so yeah, I have no particular hang up with <laughs> if the Cobra guys are getting enough play in the Karate Kid mm -hmm. feature. That doesn't matter to me. What I guess what does matter to me more is um, I, I do dislike the romance quite a bit here. It's not just you know. On the one hand, we're making fun of those guys for like the blonde hair blue-eyed uh, dudes and here i am like you know who i missed the blonde lady my <laughs> girl is with shoe but it's i think that 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 film felt more naturalistic and in the second one the romance here feels like we just need to give some daniel something to do 
And it just feels like he sweeps in and is like, that lady, that gives me something to bide my time with while I'm here. I don't know. It just just doesn't feel as natural. And it just it just leans into that sort of damsel in distress thing again where um you know, Daniel's being picked on in front of the girl or has to defend himself, uh, so he looks more manly in front of a girl. Uh which he, he avoids doing in the first one. <laughs> he usually runs away when he can in front of Elizabeth's shoe, so uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for, and I, I'm, I'm forgetting the actress's name here, but, uh, or even the character's name, but like, uh, you know, Daniel's romantic interest in this was totally forgettable for me, which is mm, a plot point. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Tamlin Tomita, who plays Kumiko, um, uh, a lot of fan favorite Pe- people, well, people liked her, but they love them some Elizabeth Shue more. Everyone's asking for Elizabeth Shue back, uh, in Cobra Kai. They, they, they just want her back, but it's like, she was 16 years old. She's married and moved on. Yeah. If anything... I would like for her to come back and tell her side of the story of how it went down because, you know, people often talk about how she was written off and even the creators have said they, they did not like that either. Um, and my thing is, and I don't want to take credit for it because I don't know if I heard it somewhere else, but um, I I like to think that that, that was Daniel's misunderstanding, you know, how in, in that universe, they, they, they don't talk things out, right? One's always jumping to conclusions and such. I, I would like Elizabeth Shue to, you know, if she makes an appearance on Cobra Kai, I just want to hear her side of the story of how it actually went down. Like in real life, wasn't she just going to college at that that's point? It. That's it. That's all it was. You know, kind of like Nellie Portman. I think it's something to where in a sequel, you draw more attention to it by even just mentioning it. Uh, and I guess the reason they have to mention it is because Daniel wants to, you know, make out with this other girl. Right. And if you didn't mention it, it would just, he would just look like a cad. He would just look like he's on vacation cheating. Uh, but it makes the whole thing, uh, uncomfortable. I, um, I, I feel like we get enough, we get enough of the romance with Mr. Miyagi. Why does Daniel always have to have something going on? Why can't he, why can't he just, uh, I guess go to another country, another culture <laughs> and not look for a, a woman to, to steal like i don't i don't understand that's that's the way it comes off comes across as opposed to him uh you know just like trying to to learn and just thinking hey this is a cool trip to be on like it would have been like more interesting i think to have him more involved or more supportive of his friend mr miyagi and what's going on with him as opposed to disappearing and you know trying to cuddle up to this new girl yeah but i mean that's movies right they they always have some sort of uh romantic angle Right, I mean, um, I, I I mentioned back to the you future saying it's three. not good enough with me with Miyagi. Miyagi's trying to get some play as well, and it's been decades, Peter. I, I think it is. Yeah, it's pent up. I mean, you know, giving Miyagi that that love interest too. It it um, I mean, it just gives gives us another dimension. Where in the original movie we saw how he lost a a wife and son, you know, and so I I think you, you kind of want to root for him to have things work out with Yukie, you know, his, his, his first love, I guess. There's a lot, there's a lot going on here and it, it sidelines Daniel to the point where it it comes across to me. Like he doesn't really care. What's like, he cares initially what's going on with Miyagi, but then it's like, well, I'm kind of bored. So I'm going to do my own thing. And then if that ties back into your stuff, (laughs) <laughs> so be it, but and that, maybe that's more honest assessment of a teenage boy too. Right. I mean, how much? And I was about to say that. Um, you know, he graduated early, uh, Daniel, because he turns sixteen in that first movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's so he's 
You know, he's definitely was never built for a, a great karate career because <laughs> I think I think most parents would hold you back because they would want you as old as possible, like you know, so you'd be physically superior to uh, you know the Cobros or whatever. Um, I don't know. It, it just suffers for me a little bit from that sequelitis where they. They just knew they wanted to do something different, but they're trying desperately to keep all of the original parts together. Right. Even so much with the Elizabeth Shue thing where we have to reference the fact of why she's not here to where it kind of takes you out of the movie a little bit as far as why are all of these things happening. The only thing that totally works for me is the Miyagi bit, even though I don't understand it from a cultural point of view and I find it like highly dramatic. His seems natural. It seems like something Mr. Miyagi would do after the events of the first film. Everyone else, it feels a little forced, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the other thing is, like, you know, after Pat Morita being nominated for Best Supporting Actor, it's like, well, let's, let's give him some more. Let's lean into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, with, with, with the sequel. Um, I do like how Daniel is a little bit more confident. He doesn't, you know, at the sight of Chosen, just run off like he did before. He is at least, you know, uh, punching him in the nuts and, and doing all these other things before <laughs> he runs off. So, so he's got that going for him. So, yeah, I mean, and he gets the badass line, you know. He gets the this kid, you're gonna choose, choose life, you're gonna choose death. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's got some cool, cool moments, and he does get to, uh, you know, he gets to win some money. He does gambling yeah. for Mr. him and Miyagi. You know, they're they're hustling yeah. out there. That was cool. Yeah, it goes back to college funds, you know, for for flying there. Absolutely. See, so. And Chinese food for Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> He's going for for you know date night material, which I I like. Um, you know, you you brought up a good point. Maybe that me watching this fourth over the span of like a Saturday and Sunday, uh, I just had enough of of these characters. So I'm gonna open the floor for you. We won't be able to do this all the time, but you've kind of mentioned it. Um, I've not seen it, so I have no rebuttal. But, uh, you know, the film that we're not covering, part three, do you have any sort of thoughts you want to give? If we had used it as a repeat, you know, how do you think that would have fit in this slot? Well, I, I think it would follow the first movie a little bit better um, because it, it's kind of the same. You know, something that you kind of mentioned that usually like the, the sequel is like cookie cutter, right? It, it's kind of like the first movie. Well, that's what the third one is. You know, you got a tournament scene. You got a, another, you know, Cobra that is coming at you, who wants your title. Uh, we get an introduction of Kreese's, um best friend that he served with in Vietnam that, that also is Cobra Kai. You know, so it's just more of what you want from the first movie for those fans that wanted that. Um, this was just, you know, too much of a deviation from that, and that's probably what turned off a lot of people. Can you think of other trilogies where, the you know, the second one has... Because I was thinking of like Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, it's kind of seen as like probably like way too violent, uh, maybe even, you know, probably way too racist yeah. <laughs> even then, right? Uh, especially now. Uh, but, you know, there's a clear difference between I think it sticks out as a part two more so than part one and three do. Like part one and three of in that series seem more tied together. Yeah, you're right. And the second one is kind of on its own. Um, I, I was trying to think, you know, and the this one is not nearly as dark, even though there is a challenge to the death as uh, the Temple of Doom. But it sounds like the way you're talking about Karate Kid Part 3, that it returns more to the dynamics, kind of the sequences that you liked in the first one. And this one, you know, this one's the outlier. That's, yeah, that's correct. Um, I cannot think of one 
off the top. And I was even trying to think, like, well, would Back to the Future fall into that? I mean, the first movie and the third movie are definitely fun. The third one's, you know, a Western. The second movie is the darkest, you know. It, uh, stakes are raised, you know. Which that's usually the case, right? Empire Strikes Back and... Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, gosh, well, what's another one that's kind of like Star Wars where... Uh, what about the... Well, the Godfather is a little bit differently because one and two are the good ones. Good ones and the third yeah. one wasn't good. Okay, so that's What about right. Wrath of Khan? Is that the... That's... I mean, that gets... Is that the second one the, in Star Trek? That's the second one gets, and people like that That gets one. darker. That does get darker yeah. and I don't know... I've never seen anything past one and two. So I can't speak to that. You know what this is a good time for? To wrap up. Well, I was going to say, like, we, we probably should, you know, preview or, you know, uh, or just you and I, I guess, decide, like, you know, what what's next month going to look like? Because we're, ta- we're talking about all these other series, but we've not yet uh, kind of hinted at uh, what we're going to do next time around. And I feel like that's, it's not going to be Indiana Jones uh, or Star Trek or any <laughs> of that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see here. I mean, oh, gosh, it's a tough one. We can go so many ways. No, don't, don't even. He was there, goddammit, and he was wearing your jacket, Barry. Where'd he go? Did the crabs carry him away? I swear to God, I believe you. He took the body. He came here. He took the body. Why would he do that? I don't know, Barry. Okay, why would he try to run you over? Why did he make coleslaw on Helen's head? He's fucking with us. Come on, Julie. Let's go back to the house. Where's your jacket, Barry? Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police. Not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there, and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for?